Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In the Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. In today's episode, Tony interviews actress Ali Markey. Her and Tony talk about her experience as an Asian American actress in Hollywood and what it means to have representation in the media. She reveals herself to be the perpetual good student and explains how she's learned that fulfillment comes not from achieving your goals, but from always having goals to pursue. Hi, everyone. It's Anthony. We're back for another episode of In the Moment. And my guest today is the lovely and talented and amazing and fiery and passionate <laughs> Allie Maki. Yes! Yes. You said it right! I did say it right. I love you. And um, you may know her from the TBS show Wrecked. And also now from Cloak and Dagger. Look at your... I was just saying before we started rolling, in the time that I've known you, you're always working. Oh. You're finding a way, going from job to job. And trying. No, you're doing it. Doing you're more... It. I mean, trying it is doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's so commendable for actors to just keep finding different ways. 100%. And, and I think we sometimes like get down on ourselves because we have this vision of what we think we should be. Yeah. But from the outside, I mean, now you're always working. So I think it's, <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Oh, I love you. Well, you came into my life at such a perfect time because I think I told you this. I was in such a slump for a while. Well, you were working at that point. I was, I Weren't think, you on Rex by that point? I, th- I think so. Yes. But whenever it's a hiatus time, I yes. always kind of get in this weird space. But I remember coming across your videos, and I would literally watch them like they were therapy, uh, and it, it just helped me. And I think acting classes are like dating. Like, you really just have to find the right vibe, the it's right true. personality. It's like, true. You know, it doesn't matter about accolades and this and that. It just matters the person that you feels like really gets you, and I feel like... We really bad like that. Well, you know, it's so true. Like, I also, you know, for the longest time, this is my 20th anniversary of having the school, and I don't really, like, name drop, whatever, who cares, but in fact, the first, like, 10 years of teaching, I never promoted the studio through the famous people I taught. I was always, that was always anathema to who I am, because I'm... I'm more interested in... Ju- I don't care if somebody's famous or not. I just want to do the work. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. What's my point about this? But then, you know, and then, like, I don't know, like, around 10 years ago, people were like, well, I think you should brand... This is before branding occurred. Mm-hmm. But, but like, you know, don't hide the fact that you teach, you know, so-and-so. Yeah. But, what, but, but my point about this is what I've realized is, like, I don't think people come to me because of the famous people I teach. No. I think people come to me... Or maybe they've heard about me because of that, but when they are at the school... Oh, I'm told to start crying. Oh, no. Oh, God. I always cry when I'm like, literally. I think it's because when they're there, they're seeing the sort of the spirit and the ethos of what I really believe in is that we all have stories to tell yeah. and that you don't, your story isn't more valuable because you're famous or you make millions of dollars. Right, it's just right. because you've lived it. Totally. Do you know 100%. what I mean? And that's what I feel when I'm around you. Oh, thanks, like you everyone. can feel when someone just has an open heart. Like Thank you. You're no judgment. You make everyone feel good. I really don't judge possible. actors. This is just, this is a love ode to you. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be interviewing you for this episode. Okay, when you have a podcast, it's cool. I would love to. I love actually being interviewed on podcasts. <gasps> it's, it's fun. Yes. Yeah, because you, I like the whole idea of just like how we work at the school mm-hmm. is the power of the moment. 
and not censoring yourself. And then what comes out is real, authentic, honest sharing. You know what I mean? And that's why I feel like such a connection to like doing voiceover work too because oh, wow. okay. I, no, I feel like the most free I'll ever feel because you can just be in sweatpants like right now I'm seeing your couch like yeah. in sweatpants <laughs> yes. and I feel like so much of you know we get so distracted by the physical part of it you know yeah. someone's rushing up to you like one hair is out of place you know and it's hard to not that let not let that get you out of the moment you know and like this is so just you and me like no frills just talking as humans. Well, it's also interesting because you work a lot and also knowing how to work technically and yet sometimes the technical aspects overtake the real joy of creating because yes, like you just said, like a publicist or in this case on set, the makeup person is running and up to you right before a take and it's like, we gotta get that and then you're like, fuck, is this in the way? Yeah. And so, but what's cool about acting is learning to juggle all of them. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's yes. kind of a that weird... That is the process. That is the process, right? But so, let's go back for a second about, like, so, yes, you came to the school when you were working through that, like, okay, you kind of achieved... This has been a big theme, Allie, with a lot of the guests. Yeah. Even Kether I was just talking to, yeah. like, a lot of the guests that achieve success from a standpoint that younger actors or people who are trying to break into the business mm-hmm. see, like, oh, well, that's what I want. But then you get it, and then you're like, <gasps> okay, how do I... How do I have gratefulness for this thing yeah. that I've been working hard for, but also realize like that does not ensure my happiness? A hundred percent. That's what you were I, going through, right? A hundred percent, yes. This And this is why I came to you. But I, a lot of people, I don't share this a lot, but you know, I hit a huge depression after I booked wrecked whoa uh-huh. um, I mean, not during filming. No, like, no, obviously, no, every it. day you're just, you know, you're so in love with it. And then... After, during the hiatus, I sat there and I was like, Allie, you did something, you've been, a goal you've been working oh. for for over a decade. Because, you know, I moved here when I was 14. My goal was to be a series regular on a show that was on the air. And the show had aired. We were doing amazing. There was literally no reason why I should be depressed at all, but I hit the greatest depression that I had ever felt. And, mm. God, now you're going to make me cry. And I just, I couldn't understand it. I, I, I just was, it was the most troubling time I had because I, I, so down on myself thinking, well, why aren't you happy? Mm-hmm. Like punishing myself in a sense of like, you know, feeling ungrateful and all that good stuff. Not, not good stuff. But I just realized there is such a thing as like, you know, the post goal kind of depression, mm-hmm. because I think so much of it is the journey. Like when you're finding those little moments and every little win, you know, you're taking. And it, I think that is the most incredible part of the journey and hitting that, Goal is sometimes, you know, not as... It can be anticlimactic. Yeah, 100%. So in that time, I was just completely lost. You know, I was coming to class. I was trying to figure out what was essentially what I thought was wrong with me. And it wasn't (laughs) until I I found my next goal, my next passion, the next thing I wanted to say to the world beyond booking a show. That was when I was like, okay, I feel reinvigorated, you know, but I think that's all part of it is just continuing to find what you're passionate about every day. But also I think, I mean, I think that's really valuable for the listeners, right? Because I, I think people often feel like there's something wrong with them if they feel those things, yeah, yeah. especially when they have success. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think like in class, what you started working through too was, yeah, the, the love of the process of discovering parts of ourselves that 
haven't had the, the, the vehicle to be expressed or mm-hmm. finding our voice in a different way mm-hmm. or not punishing ourselves for feeling certain feeling yeah. as opposed to, oh, I should always feel X, Y, Z. And that like starts to open us up into, oh, okay, if I have more, I mean, I think there's two points about that. I think is as we give ourselves the permission to feel more feelings, mm-hmm. then we can go out into the world and book a job and realize like not all jobs are going to be all things for us all the time. Right, right. And then you can actually have more fun in the process of that. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. That's the first thing. And I think the second thing, what you said about the journey is that especially in America, I think is like, you know, my friend who lives part-time in Europe, he's always saying, in Europe, people work, they, they work to live. In America, we live to work. Mm-hmm. And it, that's a, a sort of avoidance of what are, we think when we get the thing that our life is going to begin, and I'm always saying, like, our life is all of these, yeah. is most, is 90% of all these moments leading up to the big event, whether right. it's the wedding or yeah. buying the house or the show, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we really denigrate, yeah. like, all those mini micro wins we have in life. I know. That are I just know. super fun. And it's funny because I, I look back in my life and I used, I, I, I'm, I'm a homework girl. Like okay. you know, I'm, I'm Asian American, you know, I, I come from a, a, a Japanese American family and we're just kind of ingrained in our DNA, I think is just to work, work, work. I mean, a Japanese proverb is, you know, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down, you know, and you just keep moving forward <laughs> yes. with resilience and you keep working and working and working. And I think like, I was such a homework girl. Like, I don't think I ever... The only C I got was in home ec. <laughs> oh my god! How <laughs> ironic! You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like funny. getting an A minus is a failure. To oh me. whoa! You know, so it was very much like I was very task oriented. You know, what do you need from me, and I will get it done. And I think that has always kind of haunted me throughout my life of like, especially in the creative field, because there is nothing that's like hitting it. No, on. there's nothing tangible. Mm-hmm. There's nothing tangible. It's always a moving target. Um, so that's been, been another part about it is, uh, is exploring those parts outside of me that is not just, you know, the homework girl, you know? And also the actor girl. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we're more than just an actor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 You're yeah, yeah. a creator in other ways, even right. if it doesn't manifest as a thing. It's just like cooking is creative. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We under, we really just, I think, undervalue the quote unquote mundane aspects of life. I know that this is a challenge that I keep. Mm-hmm. I think also similar to you being German, Jesus, the mm-hmm. Germans and the Japanese are so mm-hmm. regimented mm-hmm. in their work ethic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like for me, that really showed up as perfectionism, yes. which kills process. Yeah. And creativity. <laughs> I just want to go from A to Z. 100%. I got to get to Z and I don't allow myself. I have a boyfriend now. And he's constantly oh. reminding. I know, calm yourself. Yeah. But he's always, he's always reminding me, like, just enjoy these moments, you know. Yeah. And I yeah. think, yeah, as a recovering perfectionist, we have to keep. Mm. Yeah, That's what's wrong with this moment? You know what I mean. Right, right. We only make it wrong because we tell ourselves yeah. it should be something else. That's exactly it. One hundred percent. I'm yeah. already sitting here, like, 
oh gosh, how is this going to live up to Tony's other guests? Oh my God. What am I, you know, like. I know that about you. Right? I can Isn't see that crazy? in your head. But I'm thinking this, like, as we're talking about how to get through this. And I, I just think that is the funniest thing. Isn't it crazy <laughs> what our minds do? So, uh, so tell me, okay, so you, uh, is, Rekt has been on for like four years now? Five years? We no. just aired our season finale of season three last night. Oh, season three. Okay, yeah. so whoa. Yeah, we're just kind okay. of waiting to see. We're in that weird space of are we going to get another season or not? And are you, like, are you, you're probably okay. I mean, obviously everybody wants to work, but it's like, I yeah. think as things go, you just sort of probably learn to be like, I don't know, tell me, what is that well, like Well, I, th I think the only thing I will miss is the people. Oh, like, yeah, see? That show changed my life because, I mean, not only was it taking me out of my comfort zone acting, it was also taking me out of my comfort zone travel-wise. Yeah, don't location. you shoot we somewhere? Shoot We're Fiji. Fiji. Whoa. So we live in Fiji for three That's months right, out of the year. That's right, I forgot about that. Which you, you think, like... I've been to Fiji. I, I try, we try not to, like, because it sounds so amazing, but... Shooting there is very hard. Of course. I mean, we were one of the first productions that were there, so the infrastructure was kind was of... Was not there yet, Not right? there yet, yeah. and, we were, and we were kind of like the guinea pigs that were uh -huh. kind of teaching infrastructure, uh -huh. you know, just by being there, and the people are incredible. If anything I took from there, it was just, you know, they celebrate life every day with the little that they have, and it's, it's a, they're beautiful, wonderful people, and I feel like forever changed because I was around them all the time. And they show that, you know, life is not... I think we're in such a bubble in mm. LA. It's, it's really hard to, to think outside of that. I mean, it's the only thing I've really ever known because I've been here for such, such a long time. And Where did you come from at 14? Seattle. From Seattle, okay. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing about Fiji, I'll have to show you when we're done, I have some photos on my wall of my trip there. Yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. And I actually taught a class. I just did a volunteer class and a lot of... Native Fijians, but also there's expats who live yeah, there yeah, too. Yeah, you know, right, it's a big right, expat right. community. But you know, to me, what I met like one of America's foremost um, climatologists, and she has circumnavigated the globe like I don't know how many times mm -hmm. in her uh, scientific studies about climate change. And yeah. one of the things we were talking about was like Fiji and all the micro Micronesian islands and. Mm -hmm. Islands I didn't even know existed that she was pointing out on the map. I sat next to her on the flight back to LA. It was really weird. Oh my gosh. But um, just like how those islands are changing because of climate change, but also imagine all the cultures that will be erased if. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to take it, but this is how no. I teach and what we talk about. No. I think it's important to. It is important to. You know, work. it's not just acting. It's like yes. you get to know culture like when you're shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. And the most beautiful thing is. You know, all of our extras were local. That's right. Our crew was local. And you see these people that have a love for acting and performing. Oh, mm -hmm. And they're in <laughs> Fiji, you know? Yeah. And they're they're just, like, wanting to express themselves just like yeah, we just are. Yeah, just like us, yeah. And it, it's, like, so gorgeous. Like, it, it just crosses all of humanity all across the world. And you see these people and you're like, man, I'm rooting for you. You have, like, the dream job, Allie. I have to just put <laughs> you in check for one minute. No, I, no, I, I know. Like, check it, girl. You I are know. in L.A. and you're working on two shows. Plus, you get to go to Fiji for three months. A hundred percent. the best it's cast kind of amazing. ever to exist. Like, I now have, like, seven, eight best friends that we probably never would have been friends normally just because maybe our past never would have crossed or we're just in different, you know, worlds. But now I'm just 
and we are so connected. It's Aww. amazing because we went through this incredible experience of performing and traveling and working together. So it's it's I will miss it because of that. So now you're ends. but you're waiting to hear. We're waiting to yes. hear. We're waiting to hear. But it's yeah. been a successful show, so you know what I mean. Yeah. So well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And if not, it's. It's on to the next. Yeah, you know what I mean? know. Whenever it happens, like, I just know that, you know, no show lasts forever. No. So whenever it happens, I'll be ready to feel like how much I learned from that and be able to move on to the next chapter. You also don't, you're not the kind of person, like, and this isn't any disrespect to, like, there was an actress who did every performance of Cats on Broadway for, like, 17 years. <laughs> yeah, for as long as well, it ran, the original run, or 21 years. I don't know how long, Cat. we have to Google that. Yeah. But, like... She never missed a performance. She did it for... I don't, she bought a house in, like, upstate New York. She had a really good life, but can you imagine doing... <laughs> I mean, but that also speaks to that acting is just a job in many ways. I think we like to glamorize it. And it, there is, like, the, the, the ancillary things that come with acting. You know, premieres and meeting people and traveling. That's all great. But, but it is work. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah, it's a job. Yes, and if you don't have those outside passions, yeah. like, then it just feels sometimes not meaningless, but you know, you need those other the parts of you. And that may, inherently that will make you a better actor. That may also you know? be some of the stuff you were trying to reconcile too, right? Like you yeah. like get a job and you're being paid for the job and you're mm-hmm. like, but but it's also a job. Right, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's, job. I know when you really think about it, at the end of the day you, you get there, it's like your office. You know, you That's show totally up with it. your trailer and you yeah. get your coffee with everyone that you see every day yeah. and then you go to work. You know, it's not <laughs> nine to five or more than that, but more than now, that. You're yeah. also on cloak and dagger. Yeah. You are like I love that you're simultaneously working on two shows. Uh, I'm, I'm it's almost like you're cheating on one show. I, I yeah. know, I know. You, I, I am adulterer. So <laughs> <laughs> I know, I feel like maybe people feel like that. No, but no, I awesome. feel so grateful because TBS, I mean, has, they, they've just been so wonderful in being able to. I mean, the beauty of these shorter episodic now was 10 episodes. That's right. Because, you know, so you can do. Season done in two and a half months. It's also like, if you think about it, it's so insane, right? Like, again how the actor would get shafted because previously and it still does happen like for pilot season like you're on hold for a show you can't do any other job what other business holds up the the profession hostage do you know what I mean like you should be able to procure work it doesn't make any sense I think it's like an archaic kind of Situation. I think it's about back con- in the day, you know, maybe control three picture deal, That's and then right. you're a movie star. But now it's like there are so many different platforms. I know. I, I mean, think that is loosening up. But so, yeah. so yeah. So tell us about Cloak and Dagger. You know, I've coached Olivia Holt on that show. She's yeah, she's great. really darling. Like, but she was much younger when. Well, she's still super young. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. She's still young. But yeah. tell her I said hi. Yeah, I've coached I her a few times. Really it's like six degrees of AMAW. I really love that. Like oh when gosh. I know or I've worked with people who are on multiple projects together. It's really yeah, gratifying. Yeah, yeah. And so, w- tell us about that show a little bit. Oh my gosh! I mean, first of all, Olivia's a dream. I feel so grateful to have kind of played this character that. All my scenes were basically with her. Oh, cool. And okay. She's just one of those people where you just feel kind of instantly connected. Like, she's, I call her my, like, soul sister. Because she's just such a beautiful soul. And, you know, she's so young. So you, so you sometimes wonder, like, oh, how is she going to be? You yeah. know, but what a great girl with such a great head on her shoulder. So I'm, I'm super proud to, to have worked with her. And, um, yeah, I get to play Mina Hess, who's, like, this brilliant, badass scientist girl, you know, <laughs> who uses her mind and, 
has uh, just a lot to share with the world and she's trying to take on climate change and she thinks yes. science is going to save the world. And, yes. you know, first day on set, you know, they threw us in a swamp in New Orleans in 100% humidity. Whoa, okay. And in waders, which are those big plastic rubber pants or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we were just like, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> but it's beautiful. I mean, you don't get a show too often, especially in the Marvel Universe, where it's two girls in a swamp in waders talking <laughs> about science and changing the world. I mean, it's a beautiful and That's awesome, thing. Ellie. And we felt it's like hilarious. so many women resonated with yeah. that. It's no makeup, just natural, you know? It's I also love the contrast, like Fiji by day, <laughs> waders in swamp by night, you know what I mean? Totally. That's like the cloak and dagger itself. Yeah. Like, it's kind of hilarious. It's 100%. Well, tell us about, so, what is it like to be, I mean, I think it's an interesting time with um, Crazy Rich Asians that just came out. Yes. Like, what has been your experience as an Asian actress yeah. and, like, navigating that world? Or what is what are your views on Oh, gosh. Well, the day... Did you go out for Crazy... Were you right for anything in Crazy Rich Asians? I actually... They'd asked me to put myself on tape, so mm -hmm. I did make a tape, but I, I think we all kind of knew that yeah. they wanted someone that was actually Chinese-American, uh -huh. okay, yeah. is great, you know, and I love Japanese. Oh, that's right, because you don't... You, you're a Japanese, so you don't speak Cantonese or... Yeah, yeah, Mandarin. and I think just because it was so rooted for yeah. that specific yes. role... Yes, yes, in know, Singapore. And I get it. Yeah. I, I totally get it. Um... You know, the day that movie came out, I was just looking at my Twitter feed, and <laughs> I, I honestly did not expect to have the emotional reaction that I did. Whoa. Like, I, regardless of the movie or whatever, like, I think it just created such, like, a visceral, emotional response, mm -hmm. and I was like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Like, why, why is this hitting me so much? And I think it was just, like, years and years and years of waiting for this moment, like, dreaming of this moment that may never come, and... And that day was extremely impactful for me, as well as I think the whole community. It was it was such a beautiful turning point, I think. And it's just the beginning. I since then it has been a huge shift. Mm -hmm. I mean, already it's just the way I I feel, the confidence I feel walking into a room, or even just people are now sending me scripts, thinking, being like, we we want to actually think of you for the lead, and I'm just like, what? That never happens, yeah. you know? And it, it it's it's crazy. For somebody like me, it's like, duh. Do you know what I mean? Like, when I watched the movie, I went with my boyfriend the other night, and like, Aww. yeah, it's sweet. And he's, uh, he's originally from Hong Kong. So it was interesting. What? Yeah. So it was, yeah. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I know. I love him. He's, oh God, wait, let me, let me, let's erase that. Okay, no, no, no. Just kidding. No, no, no. I say it all. We say that all the time. Oh, okay, but like, I just oh, said that publicly. Maybe we should. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was so interesting hearing his views about it and watching him watch it. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, working with actors for so long is just sort of like, I'm colorblind. I like, it's just like, who's yeah. the best for the role? Unless right, it's like something right. really specific. Like maybe, you know, if you're, you can't be German, so you're not going to play. You know what I mean? Right. It's right, just sort right, of right. like, duh. So, I mean, listen, I really think it's, of course, it's been 25 years since Joy Luck Club, which I love that I movie. Know. That was like in the 90s. I, know. I was obsessed with that movie. So good. But it's just sort of like, it seems just so silly that it's so important, but yeah. isn't it kind of sad that it sad. A, it's taken this long, and also that it has to be a movie. Like, like it, 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 anyway, I'm preaching to the choir, choir that it just yeah. can't be all 
genders and races and sexual affiliations. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? 100%. And the main thing that I think this movie wanted to prove was that basically the whole thing was that, you know, if Asian people are in a movie, it won't sell. Because oh yeah, meetings, no, no, no. of business, course. Right? They yeah. all they care about is money and ticket sales. So it was cool to see the whole community rally together and be like, "Fine, if that's what you guys think, we're going to make this the biggest movie ever, ever. the biggest rom com in how many years or whatever." Well, they um, also have said that about African American box office. You know, that's right, what they right. like to do. They like to be like, "Oh, well, that's only going to sell to bad community." And it's it's not just true. it's universal. It's, not true. it's like you know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't necessarily know if I believe in like movie star mentality anymore you know I think people just want fresh stories that inspire people which is exciting well one hopes you know what I mean I think like well yes listen again like you and I do I think we have to always remember like we are in our own bubble as you said earlier in LA where I think we see things not with blinders on you know what I mean whereas I think a lot of the curating of material is still for overseas Mm -hmm. but also for like middle America yeah and as we know like politically Mm -hmm. right now it's Mm -hmm. I I think it's it's so it's it's interesting like we see it the way we think all people see it and obviously these changes have to come so that eventually more and more people can see it that Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you're more hopeful about it I'm 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 a very hopeful person but sometimes I I, to me I think the corporatization of things Uh, yeah like here's a here's an interesting thing that I had watching that movie, which I thought was so fascinating. And I saw it at one level, it's important that they did it, but at another level, it seemed so fascinating to me. Like there was that scene where, um, um, oh God, I can't remember the character's name. Mm -hmm. Um, um, uh, Mm -hmm. the sister or the sister-in-law or that, um, Oh yeah. 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 I can't remember her character's name and the actress, I'd never heard of her and I looked her up. She was really wonderful. Right. Yes, exactly. So she's the really rich one. Well, they're all (laughs) They were all rich. But she's married to the guy who doesn't really work, right? Right, 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 right. Right. And the first time we see him was in the shower. Yes. Okay. So we see him in the shower with and it's great. Of course. We're talking about Gemma Chan. That's who I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. So she's, she's the one that we meet her where she's buying all these expensive. Oh yes. yes, yes, And then she hides them from her husband because he has, you know, he suffers from, I would say small penis syndrome where he feels, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like men who don't feel comfortable with a woman making the money. Right. Right, right, So like, okay. So we see him in the shower and we see him without a shirt on. Yeah. And I, to me, it was like great because we're sexualizing it, but we're also. But to me, it was also meta that we have to show that Asian men can be hot, and mm, you know what I mean. I so see. I see it in both ways. Like yes, because right. Asian men are hot, right? But right, it's right, so right, it's right, so right, interesting. Right. It, it feels like what you're saying is like it's so black. And yeah, white. we have it's to like push that. Not sexy, or they're that's really right. Sexy. We have to see Asian men can be leading hunky right. men. You know what I mean. And listen, here's the thing. This movie is just the beginning. Like, and, and John Chu and everyone that's involved, they say the same thing. It's, it's not about this one movie. Yeah. You know, we have to start somewhere. Yeah, that's true. And we hope that the more we continue, the, the deeper we can kind of go with it. You know, I just had a general with, with Warner Brothers, people who put together a movie, and they're just like, honestly, like, this is just scratching the surface. Okay, like, that's this amazing. Is, you know, what it is, and yeah. hopefully it will go like this. 
hopefully it will just spread and spread. Well, my point was not, I mean, I just, again, I try to see things from many different, you know, I'm seeing mm-hmm. it from many different perspectives yeah. and I appreciated I it. it. And then it was also like, this is so sad that we have to telegraph it in a way, but we do because other people, other places yeah. may not be able to be like, Oh, she's a beautiful woman and that she's Asian is right. incidental or right. he's totally leading man. Oh, he happens to have black hair. Yeah. Like it's, you know what I mean? Yes. And, and you're so right because in my head, I feel like we'll have gotten there and my dream is when it's just a girl. That's right. And a movie that could be Emma Stone. That That's right. That That's right. It was, we're not even addressing mm-hmm. their Asian heritage right. yet. It's the gay, it's like for me as a gay man, it's the same thing. It's yeah. like you have a gay character. It doesn't, do we have to address that they're gay? You know right. what I mean? Right. It was interesting. Right. Do you watch Ozark? I watch well, I watch. I just started. Well, I'm done now with the second season. But mm-hmm. they have an FBI agent who's gay. Mm-hmm. But and what what's so amazing about his storyline is it's just never even addressed. Right. You know what I mean? That's amazing. Like we meet his boyfriend, but we don't meet his boyfriend. We don't meet him introducing yeah. as my gay boyfriend. Right. Right. It, it, There's no commentary. On it. In, yes. In yes. Totally. World. Yeah. World. So so. Again, that's been a long time coming, yeah. you know, and it's great that we have creators that are trying to push the envelope, even if sometimes it feels mm-hmm. redundant for us, but that's yeah. how change occurs. You know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. And I, I really think that the, the thing of this movie is that it's a ripple effect and it's going to ripple to every young creator, the next generation of creatives who are brilliant. I mean, this next generation is incredible. Yeah, that's true. It's I true. can't believe these. What are they? Are they Gen Zs or Gen oh God. Y? Or? I don't know. They are. I'm dating. He's that age, so I'm like. <laughs> ah, oh. <laughs> I mean, well, he's. A, I call him a millennial. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So, <laughs> but the, yes. but younger than millennial is I oh, think Jesus. I think Gen Z, and they're like you know the Yar Shahidis. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're oh yeah, yeah, they're very progressive. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. incredible. And so I know. I'm I'm excited. You know, it, we may be in the generation where. The change is kind of just beginning, but I think there are generations where the, where the change is really just solidified. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just beautiful souls. So I, I mean, I just look at them like, how are you this? How are you like Oprah when you're at you that know, age? I know, sixteen it's so true. years old. It's true. They're but, hardwired in a different way. But it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, every generation brings. I mean, I told you about my grandma and like her resilience and everything from being in the internment camps. That's and right. Just passing that down that. to me and hopefully pass that down to someone else. You know and Every generation gets stronger. So no wait, you have since gone to Japan, haven't you? Yes. Yes, I knew it. I think I remember on on Instagram or something. I was like, yes. You, when did you go? Like last year? I or? went for my birthday last year, and we're yes. going again for my birthday it's this amazing, year. Amazing, right? I'm telling you, if you've not traveled to where your your roots are from, it will oh, change for you. you. It's a double. Yeah, it will change exposure you of things. But else, for me, Japan and the people and the history mm-hmm. and the culture and oh, it's, it's really fascinating it really, I'm obsessed I'm a gosh, little obsessed I just couldn't believe yeah. it I was like we're in another world like I yeah. I was kind of like I'm going to pack my bags and move here today yeah. <laughs> but it's so important it just it gave me a whole understanding of who I am and why why I am the way I am, why I do the things I do, why I think the way I oh, think. Oh, wow, that's and amazing. it gave really. me so much more grace. Because we talked about it in class. I was like, yeah. you need to go to Japan. Yes, you, you did. know, I had this crazy love affair with Mount Fuji where I was obsessed, almost like a stock. It was weird. I had like a weird like obsessive experience with an inanimate object with, with a mountain. Oh and in the day that I was there, yeah. 
I did everything. I, they were it was closed for climbing, so I couldn't. I couldn't. We couldn't climb it. Yeah. I don't know if I would anyway because I think it's like you'd be like asphyxiating. You know what I mean? Like this oxygen oh, tank is so high. I, I couldn't do it. But there was something. I have a, a photo. I'll show you. I just was like, why am I like? Why do I have sexual desires for this mountain? It was a very weird experience I've never Whoa. had. So obviously I've had some sort of past life oh connection. And I did everything. I snuck into the amusement park at the stop before Mount Fuji. So I don't know if... Did you get to go to Mount Fuji? No. Okay, you got to go next time. Okay. It's so worth it. Just the trip. The journey is a yeah. whole day journey. And, and then when you, you take the train, there is the Mount Fuji amusement park stop. And then the next stop is Mount Fuji, the lake. And that's where everybody gets off. So I yeah. went there, but then I could, I saw the roller coaster at the subway stop before that. And so after I had done the tour, I was like, I have to go to the amusement park because you could see the roll, you could see the mountain uh, behind the roller coaster. And I just was like, photographically, I was like, this is just a shot that I want to try to get. Anyway, I snuck into the amusement park. <gasps> like, I snuck. What? Like, climbing I over went, a fence? No, like, yes. I climbed is... over fences. I went, did I tell you that story? I went into, like, the back oh alley to get in, which was open, but not. And, like, <laughs> I did get caught by one security person, and I just pretended to be the craziest tourist that was lost. Oh, I was like, gosh. And yeah. they were probably so polite. They're like, okay. Yeah, they were like, okay, kind oh, of. And I tried to get the photo of photos. It didn't work out, but it was, I just, at, at I, I was there for, like, five hours just at the amusement park trying to sneak around. And then I was just like, okay, there's something unhealthy about what's happening right now. You're like, what am I doing? I was exhausted and I, I went back and, and got the train. But like, it was a really weird, sacred experience I had. So interesting. Yeah. Gosh, I cannot wait to Yeah, go. I can't. So you're going when? Uh, like, end of the year. Whoa, sometime. Okay. Yeah, or early January. And did you get to go to Kyoto? I did. Amazing, we did like right? one day. I would also say go and stay at a traditional like Ryokan or yeah. one of the, the spas. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. I'm so, so glad. Yeah. I'm sure it's been like a really, you're coming into your own alley. It's exciting. Oh, I, yeah. absolutely. You know, it's, it's such a journey and you always think like by the time you're whatever age, like you're going to have this and this and this, but it, it's, it's, it's never that way. Right. Never. It's, well, it's always better if you're open to it being what it wants to be. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? And totally. not not uh, sort of comparing it to what you thought it should be. Yes, and I'll tell you the craziest thing is that the most beautiful and biggest accomplishments of my life have been things that I have not planned. Or Voila. things that, yeah, 100%. That's, this is a perfect segue because that's just how, that's the philosophy of the school. So what's one takeaway you have of, of the studio or the teachings there or your work there? Oh, gosh. Well, Tony changed my life. <laughs> no, I, I truly do love you. And I, I think beyond such an incredible teacher and mentor, but you've become a friend. And, and that's something that is invaluable to me, especially in L.A. Because, you know, it's just there's so many people and everyone's got their own thing going on. But there's not a lot of people who will actually, like, look you in the eye and tell you that they believe in you and you feel like they really mean it. <laughs> I do, you know? yeah. And oh. I feel like you do that for so many people. And that generosity spreads like a web. I mean, you look at what you've created. It's, it's this beautiful web of people just 
doing what they believe in and having passion for things. You know, I, I told you I came here and I was feeling anxious this morning because I just kind of launched something and my show is just kind of done for a minute. Right, right. And I'm just like, oh, oh gosh. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm drowning, you know, of people's expectations or no you know, having views. I'm very shameful about having views and opinions. But Allie, this is what we talked about in class about having a point of view, even yeah. if it's wrong. Yes, 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 yes. But why does that... Before we go into the speed round, because this is what we were going to talk about before we started rolling. Yeah. What is that? Why does that give you anxiety? I think I go back to that homework girl, and I think I'm either gonna, I'm going to pass or I'm going to fail. That's right. Yeah. The, having the right point of view. Right. Right. Exactly. It's it's right because it's yours, even if it's wrong. Yeah. Look at the president of our country has the most mm-hmm. egregious, incorrect point of view. I know. And look at what he's doing with it. Now, only if we could use a point of view for love and charity and service. Getting really upset about it. Well, I know, and I, I think what we're talking about with Crazy Rich Asians is, I think for so long, I felt like my voice and my opinion didn't, didn't matter. Because I can't imagine, wow. you know, you look in media and you never see yourself. No representation. You don't see I yourself on a billboard. I and I can't have that for my future daughter or the next generation. Like, I feel like I'm just finding confidence now and saying, even if I have an opinion, that someone will care or even relate to it or not want to break it down, you know, and gosh, I, I hate that I'm just experiencing this feeling now and I'm learning every day how to have a voice and not be afraid of it. Yeah. I feel like every time I, I put a project out or I say something that I really believe in, I instantly feel shame and I don't know if that's just me or if everyone feels that. Um, I'm sure everyone feels that. Well, I mean, maybe not shame. Maybe just like, it is scary. Listen, it is scary to put yourself out there and to stand behind things you really believe in. Mm -hmm. Because yes, especially nowadays with the the social media trolling of our society, we can really be rebuked for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you just realize those people are too scared to have any kind of opinion. So they just comment on other people's pages. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's inconsequential. I think as, you know... I think it's important for artists to remember that we are the activists. Artists have always been the activists, the storytellers, the people who are moving, you know, social issues forward. Not just actors, writers and, Mm -hmm. and, and scientists. And that to me is all artists. It's art and science. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's beautiful that it's not that. You shouldn't feel badly about you're just coming into that now. You're coming into that now because you've had to have these beautiful experiences of going back to your homeland or where you come from to realize like, oh, this is a sacred part of myself that I've neglected. Mm -hmm. And you're using it for good. Right. You know what I mean? And I just feel like if I don't, the best way I can learn how to do it is just to do it. You know, and I'm I'm not in an end point at all. I'm 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 learning as I'm doing it. You know, yeah. and it, I feel like people don't know that. You know that when you're speaking out and being confident, like they don't realize that I'm scared as hell. You know, and so are the rest of us. Yeah, we just got to do it. Just and every do it. time we get stronger. I feel every day it's like going to the gym. I just I'm like, okay, all right, well that that. I did that. What can I do next? Wow, well, that's very inspiring. I'm sure for our listeners, it's going to inspire a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And and across all, you know, it's not just an Asian thing. Right, I mean, right. what you just spoke to, even though it's specific to you as an Asian American, mm-hmm. it's universal. Yeah. Again, that's what we're trying to use art for people to understand mm-hmm. who only see things as black or white. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that was beautifully said. Mm-hmm. 
I just let's do the speed round anyway because I like to do it. But that was like a beautiful way to end it. How would you describe acting in one word? Human. Who's your celebrity crush? Oh my God. <laughs> I said, uh, well, a lot of people know Conan O'Brien. Oh, whoa. It's That's funny. right. I think you told me that. Still, he is, isn't He's he? so funny. I know. Such a humor. That's hilarious. What's one thing you can't do without? Oh, gosh. One thing I can't do without. Oh, this is hard. I guess, I guess, is this bad? Did I say my phone? No. <laughs> I was going to say Starbucks because I'm looking at your Starbucks. Actually, set. that is okay, every day. Same. I have oh. kind of an obsession. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite film of all time? I usually say, but that's so dramatic. Of all time. I can't handle this question. Like, I know. So I'm sorry. Hard. It's well, like we're going for your speed round. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, I'm only going to say um, Totoro because it's like the movie of my childhood. Wait, what movie? Totoro. I don't know it's it. An animated Japanese film. I mean, I love a lot of Japanese it's, anime. It's, I'm... Spirited Away is my one of my same. favorite movies. Same, it's Miyazaki. He oh, is Miyazaki? I don't know that movie. It's the, like the original one. Okay, I have That's to write this down when we're Totoro. done. I mean, He's a Japan. hero of mine. Jesus. Oh well, in Japan they have like a Totoro like land. I don't know that movie. You gotta go. Do you know this Japanese movie that my friend uh, gave me called? Um, I have it. I have to. I, I forgot the name of it. Oh, blah 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 blah. It was the, it's the highest grossing anime movie in Japanese history, and it's all about reincarnated lovers through periods of time. What? Uh, I'll give it to you in a second. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, I, I, we should tell our listeners, because the listeners are probably like, why don't you I know, tell us? Like, let us know. Come on, Lucas. I mean. It's like Sliding Doors. Remember Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, Beautiful okay, movie about yeah. how they keep missing each other from people. Pre- <gasps> but it's, it's, I have it, I'll show it to you. Okay, um, okay. If you weren't an actor, what would you be? Um, probably a journalist. Whoa, I could see that. Totally could see that. Um, and I guess the last question, and we just, just bang those out. Oh, if you, this is so apropos for your show. If you could take one thing on an island, (laughs) what would it be? Take one thing to an island? Yeah, if you were stuck on an island, what would it be? Oh, okay, okay. I, I would say, I always say tweezers because... Yeah. You can use you them a in lot. So many beauty stuff, but also like bo- like that's boning right, a fish, boning a fish. Uh, as a weapon. That's hilarious. I love tweezers. You there. learn this on racks. I love it. And how would you define love? Oh gosh, I I think it's undefinable because there is no right or wrong. There is no way. The thing I've learned is just your heart speaks in the way it wants to speak and. It can't really be defined. So mm. Beautifully said. Mm. Well, you just define the indefinable. <laughs> so, Ali, thank you so much for being here. It's so amazing. Yeah, it's my honor. Why don't you tell uh, our listeners and your fans where they can find you? I'm going to oh, find yes. that movie. Um, let's see here. Instagram and Twitter is at Ali Maki. And you can um, watch Wrecked seasons one and two and three on the TBS app. And Cloak and Dagger on Hulu. Oh, that's on Hulu. That's right. Yes, yes, and I just launched a really cool project called Asian American Girl Club. Whoa! Um, and we're gonna have stuff soon. Okay, amazing. Is that like on? Uh, is that like? A... It's, gonna, it's right now. It's on Instagram. Okay. But it's gonna. It's like the celebration and unity of Asian American. Oh, fantastic! Girls in every way, and we're gonna. Ha- we're in the process of making some really fun goodies. Oh, cool! So well, we'll promote it and cross promote. That's amazing. Thanks, and the Japanese movie is called Your Name. <gasps> you have to see it. 
It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's all anime. Yeah, and it is it is all about reincarnation and twin souls and soulmates. Oh my god, anime! So I think you would enjoy it if you're such a fan as you are. And you watch Totoro. I will. Thank you so much.